This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Oh, Tommy, back again, aren't we? Welcome, welcome to this episode. Thank you, thank you very much. Um, how are you, Dave? All right, I'm all right. If you aren't worried about, um, I'm fine, fella. I mean, decent, Nick. I've been to the, been to the gym. <sighs> I've not seen a hooded jumper with the sleeves cut off before. Perfect for gym until now. Perfect for gym. Something out of Rocky, that is, isn't it? Yeah, it's probably not cool, but I don't care about that. But it's perfect for the gym because. I like a sweatshirt in the gym because it makes me, not that I need help sweating, but keeps my get some muscles warm because I refuse to warm up. I did ask you if you'd been doing cardio because you were dripping with sweat. Yeah. Said no. Yeah, she said, you basically, listen, Shank said, I went to the gym this morning too. And I said, and me, and me, because I'm still wearing my gym gear covered in sweat. And he was like, um, no, I didn't do any cardio. I said, no, did I, mate? This is actually what I look like doing weights. And I didn't go that hard either, to be honest with you. Just uh, one eighty for six on the bench. Wasn't sure. Made that up. That's not true. Pounds. Wasn't sure if you were, if you were going to go for the November. And well, actually, it's it's it coincidentally. We're twenty five days in now. It's quite, it's quite, it's not very, it's not very hairy. I only did it last week. It's right. not really a Movember properly Movember one. Why? Well, I was just shaving my head at home. My little girl, my younger girl, said, "Daddy, can you leave the moustache in?" Yeah. So you look like the singer from Queen. Yeah. Freddie Mercury. And I said, yeah, I'll leave it in. And then this is how humble I am, how modest I am. Got to, uh, did an event for Matt Hampson and Doddy Weir on Thursday night in London. Did Went for wee-wees before the event, washed my hands, looked in the mirror and went, whoa, I've still got a moustache two days later. I'd forgotten I had it. I hadn't looked in the mirror for 48 hours, Tommy. That's who I am, mate. Uh, so you've just, okay, you've just done it for novelty value then. You've not done it for like the rest of them. Oh no! So now it's no. November. Um, yeah. Are you raising money? Uh, no. No. Okay. So novelty awareness. What are you raising? <laughs> One nil. Okay. So I'll 
I think is I actually I might let it because it's not proper moustache yet. I might grow it out. I might just leave it because I quite like it. You look like a dirty cop from New York. Yeah, I operate outside the law. I am the law. But I I'm the sort of guy that drinks whiskey at work and works till four in the morning as a cop. You know, never works in daylight hours. No. Always late. Yeah, drive kids a, are in bed when you get home. Drive a beat up old Buick. But I know all the right people. I listened to a really good pod. Uh, reminding about the Buick it was called uh, what was it something of God hand of God or I sent it to you it was a oh yeah a, I haven't listened to that yet it's about the Washington Sniper Ooh. back in 2002 I forgot everything that went obviously I knew about it and I remember yeah, but you forget it. don't you uh, but it was there really are so good. many horrific incidents these days that you do actually just forget because they're just everywhere really enjoyed it um, just finding out about it and obviously how they caught him and it was a lot to do with the uh well not not a lot to do but i'll tell you who was incredible in it they the hounds they had hounds and basically there was a a bullet casing and a, a postcard that was left at one of the crime scenes where the washington sniper had shot um someone and that was enough. There was enough scent on those two items for a dog. To wow! Up. Yeah, so you've, I mean, I don't need to listen to it now. But cheers. No, you do need to listen. You're to looking. It. There it is. Call me God. Call me God. Brilliant. And it was. It's done by a couple of the policemen and the FBI. There, they were. I think producers or directors of it. But it's great. It was on Audible. And it's a podcast. Fascinating. Is it a podcast? It's more of an audio book. It's an audio book, but it's more like a podcast. If that makes sense. Is it an Audible freebie? No. Okay. But don't worry. Honestly, I got credits, boy. Fascinating. And they they drove uh, drove a Buick and it was a former police car and you see. It's just incredible how all the information they interpret and how they end up catching the two criminals. I'm up for that. I'll mm. listen to that. I also uh we'll do audio books or books in a minute, but I just um there's big chat at the moment, the game changers on Netflix. Too scared to watch it. I've watched half. I'm watching the other half, finishing the second half tonight. But I know the message. Is he going to put me off a club sandwich? Because I love a club boy, sandwich. Boy, boy, boy. I've seen you after three pints. You do what you want. Yeah, you're like Drogba. You just do what you want. You. It's not going to change your life. It. It's a, It's really compelling. Of course, it's only one side of it. And Joe Rogan has done a podcast, which I have on the list, but haven't listened to yet, which apparently it's like, look, a bit of perspective and pulls a lot of it apart and says it's just not as simple as that. But I... I feel the same, having watched, I've watched most of it actually, about an hour of it, I feel the same about meat consumption as I did a year ago, which is I eat a lot less meat than I used to. I still eat a lot, but I eat really, really good quality meat. And now and again, you're allowed to have crap stuff. You're allowed to have the odd Mackie D's. You're allowed to have four pints on a Tuesday night if you want it. Nando's on a Sunday. And Nandini's. So... You're allowed to do that, and I, I think that's called life. We're not pro bodybuilders, you know. So it's like, get enjoy yourself. But I, this morning, for example, I went to the gym, realised I had a stomachache, hadn't had any breakfast, because I was felt a bit empty. So before I came here to see you, I got a bacon and egg sarnie in the Sainsbury's car park from a van. I never normally do that, but I was so hungry, and, and almost late. So I was brown like, though, yeah, because you're not an animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just, but I just, I bang, I, I very rarely eat stuff like that, but I bang it in. But as you know, um, they've actually advertised in this pod before, but I've, for years now, since before they advertised with us or before we knew each other, been getting my meat from Field and Flower. And I spend more money on meat than I reckon most people do. And I reckon I eat way less crap meat than most carnivores eat. So but spend a bit more, eat good quality stuff. 
there's a myth, isn't there, that you know you're eating chicken or you're eating steak, and it's not all good for you because mm. certainly if you're eating poor chicken, there is loads of fat in chicken, and you think, ah, oh, it's protein, get it in, but it's not. It's a bit of a false economy, really. So I will watch it, but I just hope it doesn't put me off because I, I love I love a steak sandwich. I'll, I'll text I'll you later on. I'll text you later on when I found out the podcast that, or if someone could help because I've forgotten what it was. Who? Joe Rogan has on his podcast to talk about this documentary among other things so then you can follow up Game Changers with that pod and get yeah. a bit of perspective but I do think it's easy to say oh well Dwight for you you've got loads of money you can buy whatever meat you want I haven't got loads of money and I don't eat amazing joints of meat seven days a week yes my Instagram has got quite a lot of meat on it or it hasn't done for a while but it does have generally but I will eat lovely bits of meat once a week or less than once a week mm. so actually I regularly have days where I'm not eating meat at all, and I, I, you know, I basically buy really good meat and eat less meat. Find so. a good butcher, a quality butcher, organic, free range, is the key, isn't it? Yeah, there's basically there's a but there's a butchers in Bath that I um, favour um, if I'm basically like caught short. But otherwise, I've got everything in the freezer from the field and flour because I sort of build up a little bit of a stock. And now I'm thinking about. Christmas meals and turkey, and I'm going to slow. I'm going to slow smoke a turkey. I've got my turkey from M&S. I ordered one. Uh, oh, well done. Online, yeah. I'm hoping the meat is good from there, but I'm certainly going to research a little bit more. I I sometimes get a little bit of meat from Costco as well. I think it's quite good. Well, yeah, I haven't been to Costco, but I've been to Booker, which is similar but a smaller. No, it isn't, mate. Costco is another oh. level up from Booker. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah, I've never been to Costco. Yeah, but the meat at Booker, lots of the meat. I haven't been there for a couple few years now. But the meat I got from Booker was actually really good. I got it for parties and stuff and just got, you know, 50 burgers and 50 chicken. But actually, I remember it being really, really good. Yeah. But you you can go. I have, I, I everyone goes, gets caught short and pops to the co-op or whatever and buys some chicken. And we all do that. But well, not from the co-op, mate. I don't buy, I don't buy non-free range eggs. I don't buy non-free range chicken. No. Don't buy it. So I like organic grass-fed meat, red meat and... I like free-range chicken. And well, I think, I'm, I think I'm it's gonna worth watch it. it. I'm going to watch it. I'm, I'm watching the greatest events of World War Two in colour at the moment on Netflix. Oh, yeah, what's that like? Good. Did you know, I didn't know this, but there was, I think it was called the the Blitzkrieg. Blitzkrieg. Yeah, Krieg. Yeah. Well done. You've not even seen it. No, no, Blitzkrieg is. What is it? It's a, it was a big bombing of uh, Dresden, wasn't it? Uh, it was the... Or London. No, it was the term that was given to the Germans when they invaded Poland and France and okay. another country but basically it was just they thought Blitzkrieg is a famous word I don't necessarily okay, know what it but is but it was they thought that the Germans would take two weeks to um, to invade France and actually they did it in three days and it was the, uh, it was a term used for just an aggressive attack where they just went fast into countries yeah. and blitzed them straight in and then you know the infantry then managed to secure the country, but there was there was a drug they were all given which allowed them to fight for three days, and it was, was it called cocaine? No, it wasn't called cocaine. It was crystal meth. It was a form of crystal meth that they were given. All these soldiers were given, and it just allowed them to feel invincible. And that's one of the reasons why I can't remember what it was. Was called. it Stella Artois? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what well, all I think mm. when I hear you say that is. Um, it's really good though where can I get some 
because uh, it might make me perform better in fitness first. You used to be able to get it over the counter in Germany. Come on. Back in 1939. Come on. I don't even get it now. So you have, like, to, you have to create it yourself, mate, in a little caravan or science lab. He's a bloke at my gym, right? Yeah. Don't know him, seen him, never spoken to him, but seen him. Yeah. He is probably about our age, 35. Yeah. Although we're going to talk about age in a minute. Shanks was 40 yesterday, everyone. Um, happy birthday, boy. Uh, he's about he's probably a bit younger than us. He is very, 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 very large indeed, yeah. and in amazing shape, and permatanned. And I heard a couple of things last week about him. One is that when he does really big sessions, he, first of all, he injects himself with something which makes him tanned. Pervitin. Pervitin makes is him tanned. The drug that they used. Oh right, pervitin. That's what they yep. use in World War Two. Okay. So they, he injects himself with something which makes him tanned. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not telling you for any reason. Jabatan. Jabatan, that's it. Jabatan. And apparently when he does really, really big workouts, um, this might not be the sort of material that's appropriate for our pod, but there we are. He not only takes um, steroidy type stuff, whatever people take, he also takes Viagra and cocaine before big sessions to really get the heart going. Really? And yeah. I'm just thinking if that's the level we need to go to, boy. You're 40 now. Where's the gym? Ibiza. It's Las in Vegas. Central Bath, below the Odeon. It is not salubrious. So he is, uh, yeah, he's he's really going for it. I'm just thinking maybe that's the new pervertin. It's been a, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to look at anything at the moment. Not even that I take stuff, but even alcohol, mate. I've had a massive week. Uh, you? Started off on Tuesday. Which birthday week? Happy birthday for Thank yesterday, you. fella. Thank you. We've had, again. Um, Tuesday... We had Sam and Paddy come up from Verve, and Bubs and I took them to the football. Uh, went for a little bit of lunch in Le Monde in Cardiff, which has been redone. I like Le Monde. Yeah, it's yeah. really nice. Uh, we went to the football end, watched Wales, beat Hungary. Brilliant game. Garth Bale, Joe Allen, Rambo scored two. Of course he did. Uh, so, fantastic day for them. See Garth Bale getting a little bit of trouble about the flag? No. Uh, it said... What did it say? Wales, Golf, Madrid, in that order. So, Bale likes Wales first, Golf second, Madrid third. When when did it say that? Oh, on top of the flag. Oh, so someone just they brought a flag out from the. the oh, crowd. some fans had that. Some fans had it. They all had a photo and laugh in front of it. it said Wales, Golf, Madrid. Oh, so Gareth Bale didn't have it on him. No. Right, right, right. Okay. But having a good laugh, but he'd be gone a little bit of trouble. I thought I'm not a massive European football follower, but I, he never gets picked, never gets picked, finally gets picked, scores a couple of goals, an absolute banger, wins in the game and doesn't get picked again. Yeah, I don't know. He just doesn't relate to the fans somehow. I mean, he come off the, the bench. He come off the bench of 75 minutes, I think, at the weekend and set up a goal and was phenomenal. Blake's but, genius. Yeah. Um, but when those three play for Wales, different level. Hennessy had a couple of great saves as well. But So that was Tuesday, okay? Okay. Uh, rest day Wednesday in terms of boozing, still working, trooper, grafting, you know, got to make my millions, not like you yet. And Keep it serious. Thursday then was Beaujolais Day. Beaujolais obviously being the first grape of the season for a red wine. Mm. Um, I'd probably call it the non-Beaujolais Day because no one drank any Beaujolais. It wasn't even available, but we took over <laughs> the... lager, was it? We took over the Guinness, took over the Cameo Club downstairs in Pont Canner and uh, Pauli came up, uh, Chinzanbrook. 
that's Paulie's name because of his Matt, Matt of his Powell, job. aka Willem Dafoe, aka Freddie Krueger, Freddie Burns, Jimmy Hill, Jack Price, Shergar, Jack Price, um, Hanging Bloke, Colonel Gaddafi, Colonel um, Gaddafi, yep. Uh, so it was really good. Sold that. Uh, that was with um, EVS Leasing with Jared from EVS Leasing, but it's now changed to IVG into Van Group. So he put that event on. Is Jared, by the way, is Jared still doing cars? Can he still lease cars from Jared? Yes, because yes. I've got a couple of mates that are keen. Cars, vans. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna sp- we're gonna speak off pod. Yeah, we it rebranded IVG. So real good day, but it was it was a STD STD twelve o'clock yeah. start and. Smashing the wine in at 12. Yeah. It was a busy one. It was a long one. But it was good fun. And woke up in the morning. Went to the gym, obviously. And then Saturday was birthday celebrations. What'd you get? Uh, Nothing. I didn't want anything. I got a putting lesson from... um, A putting lesson? Bubs and Nicholson. Because apparently putting's the worst part of my golf game. And some oven gloves. Because they reckon I putt with oven gloves as well. (laughs) <laughs> it's like a half hour pattern lesson down Glamorgshire uh, got some Pro V1 balls got some nice bit of wine don't want anything mate don't want anything I've gone to New York with the the ball and chain oh are you yeah going with your mum a couple of weeks oh brilliant <laughs> seeing your mum tonight aren't your I sister yeah keep, um, that off the, keep that off the pod keep it off the pod <laughs> just but, sorting her out aren't you yeah just keep it off the pod mate sorting her out and getting into her event Tales yeah. of Tokyo with David Flatman well went out twice uh, did a bit of weights with Shanks. I didn't know. Worked hard. Look, complained a lot, and then got an economy flight home. Premium. So, Bill Vasiliev, who owns not owns a chairman of Novia, who sponsored Bath for years, is a mate of mine. You know him pretty well too. And he said before he went to Japan, can you do this event for help local charity and just a little Q and A thing, a bit of fun in Bath. Um, we can't pay you, of course, but we're mates. So I was like, yeah, it's fine, no problem. And then. You send me a screenshot from the bath game where the big screen at the wreck. It's a picture of me grinning, and it's just like tales from Tokyo with that with flats. It's like in front of the whole crowd at bath. Memo, like, miss it. I was miss like, out. Bill, you prick. <laughs> like, never told me it was tales from Tokyo. I never knew it was. Anyway, I'm more than happy to do it, but I'm going to rip into Bill tonight because he he came out to Japan and we met up in Rapongi and um, he's not got long left. No, he hasn't, and he'd been to a motorbike show because he's. He's got loads of. I'm lo- sure he has, but he just doesn't look like he has. Does no, he? he's got loads of money and loads and loads of money, but never spends any of it. Talks about buying motorbikes and cars, never does. Like unbelievably tight bloke, Scottish actually, coincidentally. And um, well, that makes sense. He tried. He tried this new uh, Kawasaki, I think it was, at the motor show. Got on it to proper sports bike, and they're like, "Mate, you're too old." Got on it, fell off the bike, t- <laughs> tipped it over. <laughs> terrible, terrible bloke. I've got a big week as well coming up. Uh, we've got a bit of a, a Cardiff Blues. Former players social on Thursday. Quiet. And Budgie's wedding on Saturday. So big Might week. Well go right through, fella. Big week for him now. He's doing a stone. I mentioned it last week. It's yeah. it's huge. Um, he's already had a tough session this morning. Has he? Getting With out you. of bed. Getting yeah. out of bed. With a winch. You you need to you need to on Friday, you need to wake up, Barocca, coffee, Barocca, go to the gym and you need to do forty five minutes steady state on a cross train, a bit of a sweat. Liter of water. You need yeah. to do that before ten a.m., fella. On Friday, you're going to be dead come Saturday. Okay. Think about your Friday, all right? Wear tights. Can recovery you, tights. I mean, not bad advice. Tough. Maybe you should take do that it. once in a while. Well, <laughs> yeah. What about a steam room? I do forty-five minutes in a steam room. I did it the other day. 
I did a big steam the other day. Never done it before. Joe Rogan does it, you know, for 25 hours a day. He's in a steam room. Love him. I really liked it. I haven't um, done it before. What's your week been like then? Oh, fella. Oh, fella. Um, nice little schedule last week. So I worked at the back end of the week, really. But I got to watch both my kids play sport, which I quite like. And um, same this week. But Thursday night, I uh, hosted a dinner with Jill Douglas at Battersea Evolution for Hambo and Doddy. Is that the one where you didn't look in a mirror yeah, two days. That's right. Yet, yet you drive a car and there's a mirror right in front of you, and you didn't realise you had a moustache. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Oh look, look. There's no need. There's no need for me to. When you, I'm looking. I'm in. My, we're in my car now at the services. I'm looking in my mirror. I see the rear view mirror and the side of my eyebrow. Okay. I don't look at. You might have exaggerated a little bit there, haven't you? No, that's all I got. But not looking in the mirror for two no, days. No, I did. It was a genuinely a moment of remembrance. How do you brush your teeth then? Where do you brush your teeth? Like? Well, it's funny you should say that, Tommy. Well, how is it funny? It's funny you say that because if you want, do you want the truth? Uh, can I handle it? I brush my teeth in the same way every morning. I've got like you a, don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't do the invisible toothbrush. <laughs> I brush it with bacon, a rasher of bacon every morning. I search for the nearest dog poo. I've got um, I've got dog shit sandwiches, but I've got uh. Philips Sonicare toothbrush. It's got a two-minute cycle, or three, two and a half minute, whatever it is. And that is about perfect for me to switch on the coffee machine, sit on the toilet for a bit, and I lean over from the toilet. I always do sit-down wheeze. Sit on the toilet, lean over from there, and I'm in and out. And I regularly, because I sometimes, I sometimes, when I shave my head, I often shave it when I'm outside, walking the dogs or whatever, because no mess. <laughs> but when, when, when I do it at home, I often miss bits. And I don't notice yeah. I've missed bits because I don't look in the mirror. The, well, it's difficult when it's the back of your head as well, isn't it? Oh, yeah. The Land Rover day, Havana yeah. got me. Uh, but it, I saw that. But I quite, I'll quite often... You seem really productive, actually, mate. You sound... And you seem a bit like Will Smith um, in the film In Pursuit of Happiness, you know, where every little bit of time is taken up by doing something productive. It's called getting out of bed 15 minutes after you should have got out of bed. But I do that. Are you a snoozer, I, are you? Anyway, so that was... That was uh, that was Thursday night in London, and that was really, really good. And yeah, raised a ton of money. Was. Johnny Gould smashed the auction. Is there, an, is there an auction he never smashes? No, I mean I've seen him do well, well over a hundred, probably close to one hundred and fifty now. And I've he told he's told me that there have been a few that have just died, and I've just never seen it. I've never seen it. He is just spectacular. But then you obviously need the people in the room as well. You can be as as brilliant as you like as an auctioneer, but if someone's not willing to to spend 10 grand on two homing pigeons or a yeah. week in Jordan but that was taken yeah. out because wasn't sure what it meant yeah but a night in Paris but I but Checky oh you don't know Checky but a mate of mine was there and he's done well for himself he's very generous Nigel Ray was there and there were lots of other generous people in the room and so that the auction went brilliantly so Friday then um, quick turnaround not a huge amount of sleep but then um, I mean only about eight and a half hours I hosted a sports speaker of the year for NBN in the city. Yeah, and nice. That was class. Because usually, when there are th- there's three speakers, fifteen minutes. When am each. I going to come on that and win it? You've done one, haven't you? No. I do say I do say to them repeatedly, you should do these things. Nah. And they will get you in. So there's always one dud. I'm too deep and dark. there's always one dud speaker out of the three. Not a dud, but there's always one you like. He or she is not in the running. Yeah, Wayne Barnes, no. Wayne, ba- what? what? I think Barnes he won it actually. But there's but there once. But there's people have keypads and they vote. This year was uh, Dr. Will Greenwood, MBE. He's a doctor, is he? Yeah. And Chi- I ca- what, chiropractor doctor? And you kind of... No, I think he is an honorary, might be an honorary one. Ross Geller doctor. But he is the sort of guy you know is going to be pretty good. Yeah, of course he is. And he was brilliant. Yeah. 
Graham Swan. Yeah. Who sends his love to you, by the way. Does he? Yeah. Who was oh, embarrassing. somehow managed to get away with being really, really crude um, and vulgar, but very, very funny with it. So like, it makes it work. Like Gervais. Yeah. He was very good. And Sir Jeff Hurst scored a hat-trick in the World Cup final, 66. He, Sir Jeff Hurst followed um, Greenwood and Swanee. And you're like, he said He said on stage at the start, he drew the, they drew their, draw their positions out of the trophy sort out the hat he's third and he's like you do not want to be third you do not do not want to follow these two and I said I agree mate you are absolutely free I'm not going to say they think it's all over but I think it might be because you're and he was brilliant so three quality speeches and Will Greenwood won he got the most votes in the crowd he was very 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 good I I really like listening to cricketers afternoon speaking because I just I find them really funny they've got so many great stories yeah they do. Like Robert Croft is a great afternoon speaker. Listen to him a lot. Yeah. Um, Swan, Swanee not, had a good sledging one. Did he? But I can't, I hate when people do this, but I can't say it because we don't. Don't do it justice. No, we don't do it justice. And also it's his. And also yeah. we don't swear on our podcast, but it was basically someone came on the field and someone who is known for being a gobshite, but is also, there's a famous story apparently about his other half having strayed with another famous sportsman okay and came on and said you're a, something like you're a cock mate you're an absolute cock and, you're this, a cockerel. Bloke, and this bloke said to him hey the only cock you need to worry about is his cock in your girlfriend you know cockerel, so, cockerel. You it was very very good stop being so crude on the part right, you know? anyway bleep it out yeah so um it's giving you work to do here but he was very very good uh so that that was nice and then on saturday it's an interesting one tommy i did uh, i went to uh speak in a rugby club called Totonians in Southampton and Dave Cece from Bath used to play there and Ah, so I, you do that you were actually there because I obviously invited you to my party and you said you were, you couldn't use in Southampton but I was yeah, I yeah. thought you were just palming me off. No no no. Um didn't want to drive to Panath. No 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 no. I didn't want to get my wheels my wheels nicked on my range. But I uh that was nice but also got a mate that played there, Knee White went to school with him Dulwich. So we had kind of few connections there and that was really nice. That was that was a late one but what what sort of happens is with, I mean, you know this already, but people don't always, you get given, offered some dates by BT Sport. Can you do these dates yeah. and this date and this date? And I was in Tokyo sorting out logistics for various European games. And yesterday, Montpellier Gloucester was one of them with, with Nick Mullins. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, sure, I can do that. I can do that. And you start looking at, I'd agree to do this sort of, this charity dinner on Saturday night. And it's like, I can't cancel that. And it's like, can we fly you out Saturday afternoon? back Monday no I can't do that so it ended up being me finishing midnight the earliest in Southampton flying at 6.30 from Heathrow to Montpellier and I was I'm not getting back till Monday afternoon and I'm like right at this point they're like do you want a hotel in Southampton or Heathrow I'm at this point I'm not going to be in that hotel room for any more than an hour and 45 minutes yeah so in the end it was like this is insane I'm going to get back broken ill can't take my kids to school so I had to say look I actually just can't do that game yeah, you don't need the money either. Yeah. I, of course, I need the money. Um, but it was good. Like, it, I'm glad you didn't do the game because I watched a lot of it, and I, I was thinking, God, was he commentating? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> were you? Yeah. So I really wanted to commentate, but I just, I just couldn't do it because sometimes you've got to say no to the work, haven't you? So instead, I played Kiss Chase with my daughters. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We'll start with reviewing the Champions Cup. We're not going to review every game. No, we can't. Last week was too too many, I thought. And let's just do the games that we like most. Um, so Ulster Claremont. Yeah. That was interesting, wasn't it? Friday night, it was interesting. In Ulster, uh, you know, you thought Claremont were. I mean, the weather wasn't great, and Claremont they wanted to play a wide game. You could see that, but struggled. They really struggled. Totally different to last week. Um, although, well, they were amazing last week. Crap this week. Racker is phenomenal. It, <laughs> I still can't believe he didn't start as many games in the World Cup for France. Yoan Uge. I mean, Yoan Uge is actually, people hate him because he stamps on people's heads and he doesn't seem like a very nice bloke when he plays. But I'm sorry, you can't be picking Yoan Uge over Racker. You just can't. No, not can't. at all. It's ridiculous. Not at all. Um, John Cooney was fabulous. Wow. Yeah, I mean, wow. he's he's playing better than Conor Murray at the moment. Uh, he's been playing well all season. Kicks goals as well, although he we missed one for front of the post against Bath uh, last we've, week. We've all missed those, we've though, all, fella, haven't we? we? We've all done the Martin Williams. So, uh, But <laughs> his little snipe round the side and a little chip over, collects it. Uh, look, he's, I reckon he's a number one nine at the moment in Ulster, that's for sure. Hey, on the Martin Williams thing, by the way, mm. good gig. Well done, WRU. Yes. If the lads aren't texting him at least 10 times a day, just every member in the squad do it at least every other day. What time sandwiches? When's the yeah. bus? What are we wearing? What's dress code? What socks for gym? When? What time's group three doing sprints, mate? If well, the lads aren't hammering him, it's not worth him doing the You job. know if you're team manager, you're going to take some stick, aren't you? Because you can't yeah. really take the piss out of coaches because obviously they pick you. So a team manager is the one that gets the brunt of it. And yeah. uh, I really hope Nugget gets it. But I, I mean, he, does, yeah. he ticks all the boxes for a team manager. Um, very good at drinking red wine. Very uh, well, well, Welsh legend, British and Irish legend. Um, Much worse Nick than all the players. Loves dodgy dealings, so yeah. it seemed like the natural choice to take over from Alan Phillips. Yeah, he's a. He, I mean, hopefully Nugget picks up where he left off, and hopefully he's still not going to change now, and we can still get 
uh, black market tickets from him and all sorts of stuff. I and just hope the boys. Kit. I hope the boys rip him because he looks like Neil Jenkins. Well, you're a farm to talk, but yeah. Well, yeah. Um, no, you're you're better you're better looking than both of those two guys put together. But mind you, so is my English bull terrier. But hopefully, Nug, you know, he's he can sort us out dodgy tickets, free kit, and some trainers. Otherwise, what's the point? You want free Welsh kit, do you? Well, no, like Under Armour, as long as it's not branded. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Casual gear. Yeah, just or just some gym gears that you haven't got to pay for because you know Nug. Yeah, you know what I mean. And we're like British Lions buddies. Um, Watched every game he played. So I'll step. Two from two, really good start for them. One away, obviously, in Bath last week. Backed it up this week. Uh, well done, Dwayne Peel. Yeah, Ulster. well done, Dwayne Peel. No, no one talks about him as that much in Ulster. Really. I really I really want Claremont to win Europe, though. Yeah. I want Nick Abendon and Raka and Yato to win. The bridesmaids for so long. I want them to win, because they're my three favourite players I don't know Earth. if they're going to do it, though. I don't think they're going to do it. Uh, we have to talk about Treviso, uh, Benetton Treviso, what Northampton. Yeah. Now, Benetton... You probably don't know this, but they're a tough team to beat at home. Who's you? Italy. Me? You probably wouldn't have heard too many score lines in Benetton. I obviously covered the Pro 14 oh, Tommy, non-stop. I do my prep, mate. I know all about them, okay? It's part of my life. But they're a tough team to beat at home, and Northampton saw that. Uh, it was a great game. I really enjoyed the game. Mm. Uh, the biggest thing was obviously, well, the biggest moment was Dan Bigger's <laughs> conversion yeah. right at the end. But also, some a lovely bit of skill. You don't see too much flash stuff really from Biggs uh, but he throws one out the back for one of the tries as well just a little flip um, comes to him his back's turned beautiful it's like a little cat flap pass um, but the phase before that the catch and give the quick hands like he was just class and, yeah it was and I love Ollie Slighthome finished really nicely he looks really sharp just like his old man and I like George Furbank as well I really like him looks a really good athlete to me I think he's going to be a, he could be a rock star yeah he possibly could, um, but it was um, it was a close game all the way through. So another good win for Northampton. Yeah, that was really good, a good season. They did, did well to win that. Now, how about the Ospreys? I mean, losing to Saracens is you know I guess not many people outside of the Ospreys clubhouse would have bet against Saracens winning that, but they absolutely pumped them everywhere. They butchered their scrum, especially in the second half. 44-3, and that's with a handful of the best players in the world still to come back into the team. Yeah. Like, Well, they've uh, had a really poor start to the season. They're struggling. Uh, I think they're, they're only registered one win. They lost to the Southern Kings a couple of weeks ago, mm. which is the whipping team of the Pro 14. They lost, they lost last week to Munster. Um, they're a team that's low on confidence. They're missing some of their big players as well they need their player they need their big names back so Scott Williams didn't play at the weekend George North needs to come back quick Gareth Anscombe Dan Lydiot didn't play um, then you've got like Corey Allen's been injured for he got injured at the start uh, Dan Evans Dan Evans is Dan Evans makes a well. massive difference um, I think yeah. Kai Evans is Jan Evans' son he's playing 15 at the moment oh Jan Evans' son is it mm. Uh, but look, Saracens were good. Brad Barrett threw a nice ball over the top. I think it was for Alex Lewington's try. Um, Elliot Daly looked class, and his see him hit that line in the thirteen channel, flick it out the back. It's just Beautiful. his acceleration, like instantly, instantly puts pace on the game. As soon as that ball goes into his hand, now some people, some people can't inject pace at fifteen as well. Like Lee Byrne was one of the greatest. Uh, just added, you know, runs through the ball, but but Elliot Daly. 
like it could be quite slow going across the park, you know, from 12 to 13. But as soon as he gets the ball in his hands, defences are worried and injects just a huge amount of tempo in. And yeah, he was great. Rateem, Rateem is shaking as well on the, he looked sharp. When you saw... Power. Yeah, yeah. But when you saw that ball out the back from Daly to him and you see that the high angle, like the drone angle, he looks so quick. Yeah. And just pulling away. Such an efficient runner as well. But how about this? It says, I think I think it was Nick Mullins or Ali, I can't remember who, but, or maybe it was Andrew Cotter, but whatever, said in comms 11.1 something for the 100 metres. Yeah. And then you start hearing about some other lads who've run 10.7 and 10.4 and 10.6. And I think... Are those lads really quicker than him? I never quite mm. know. Like, did, did you run 10-4? Did you run 10-8? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where was that registered? Was it on a stopwatch? Did you do it on your, on your own watch? Um, I want to see the proof. Who scored the try now? I can't remember who scored the try, but uh, it was a backs move and Tom Whiteley just ends up chipping it over the top and it comes to uh, Elliot Daly. It might have been, it wasn't Lewington. Um, Wolf, I can't remember who it was, but it was a backs move and it was just... I'm sure it wasn't Shagan. It might be shaken, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tom Whiteley just ends up chipping it, and it's a little chip lob that goes over into Daly's hands. Brilliant, brilliant. And Joshy Bonopke and Richard Barrington, Big Baz, came on and absolutely butchered the Osprey scrum. I butchered them. Uh, what I did like, though, I mean, they are struggling, but you see little things in games, don't you? And Owen Watkin, he misses a tackle, I think, on Daly. Uh, Daly just sort of glides outside him. And I just watched him, and he was so angry with himself. He runs all the way back and ends up tackling Ben Earl into the corner. Like that. Yeah, I like it as well. It's a struggling team, but it's so easy to miss a tackle like that when you're losing by so many points and just think, oh, I'll just give up now. But he makes a huge effort and tackles him. I mean, that is probably the positive of the game. Yeah, for them. But otherwise, I must say, it wouldn't be too dour, but things look a bit bleak for the Ospreys. They, didn't, they, weren't, they weren't at it at all. Uh, London Irish scored a load of points against Bayonne. It was... Good to watch. Um, Was did the same against Agen. Now, Exeter-Glasgow was... That was an interesting game. That was a really good win for Exeter because it's one of those games that Glasgow won last week against Sale. They were fab for about 50 minutes and Adam Hastings looked great. Yeah. And you did wonder, because Exeter haven't done it before in Europe properly, you think, how are they going to back up after that great game out in La Rochelle, that great performance out, how are they going to back up? And actually, it was reasonably competitive for a while, but they end up almost doubling... Glasgow's tally of points and ended up being a really interesting game to watch but primarily the second half is when Exeter came into their own and Jack Knoll had a yeah. great game he's just everywhere isn't he he was good but it was also it was a really good line by Seymour I think he, he ends up barreling over um, O'Flaherty. O'Flaherty wow it was good and then Nick Grigg on his on his shoulder as well and it's really good handoff on Henry Slade just puts Henry Slade off enough Transfer of ball, hands him off and manages to slide over. But tell you what, Nick Grigg, watching him live last week, he is one of the most powerful players I've watched at club level in a long time. He was he was a nightmare for sale. And I've seen the size of his legs as yeah, well. And he he might not be a rock star, but I was watching him thinking I don't want to compare him to Scott Gibbs because Scott Gibbs is one of the greatest. But I was what, comparing him to I felt like watching him because yeah. it was like if he gets. A decent pass and it sticks in the bar here on a decent angle. He is really hard work to stop. His yards after contact are yeah. massive. I'd love to see the stat of that because Nightmare. anytime there's a there's a half tackle, he they'll bring him down eventually, but he'll be sort of ten, fifteen meters over that gain line as well. He's good feet on him, 
Yeah. Great acceleration and pace as well. Yeah, and the, by the way, the, the Chiefs front row I thought were great because actually Kebble, Brown and Fagerson were really good for Glasgow last week against Sale, but I think they were outdone this week at Sandy Park and Hepburn just doesn't know when to quit. And Harry Williams, I think, is... You know, I think has potential to be a top class. Sam Simmons, like one of the best carriers as well. And I think. Oh my God, Sam Simmons! You've probably seen the change of guard now, haven't you? With yep. Joe Simmons and Gareth Steenson. You know, Steenson obviously been yep. first on that team sheet for a long time now, and it's it. You know, Rob Bax has done really well in integrating Joe Simmons in. He hasn't just chucked him in straight away. You know, he's he's had to sit on the bench a lot. Steenson and him have mixed it up a fair bit, starting one game on the bench the next, but now. It seems like Joe Simmons is there for the long haul. And Sam Simmons is one of those guys that, because Billy's there, no other number eights really get taken that seriously yeah. in terms of potential test player. And he played a few tests, obviously, and then people see he's too small. I just don't buy it. I think if you put him in, and I'm not saying put him in over Billy, but I think if you make sure he is getting three or four caps during this six next Six Nations, I don't think you regret it. I, I just think he is the real deal because okay he's not as big and brutish as Billy but you no one is be. but you don't need to be no and you need something else what you know what if your game plan affect what if your opposition a South Africa topically and they can deal with Billy's power what if you got someone else I mean there are times when you'd rather play against anyone than Billy Vunapola but there are mm. also times when you can deal with Billy you know it's like when Sale were really good in sort of 05, 06, 07 around and they had Sebastian Chabal and he was an absolute handful, but they we played against him a few times. We weren't the best team, and it was like, right, basically everyone get him. Yeah. So everyone and as soon as you gang tackle him and nail him, he's gone from the game and Sale had very little to worry about up front after that. So what happens then? I would much rather play against a beast than a Sam Simmons. Yeah. Because you know what's coming. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was great. Uh Gloucester narrowly lost to Montpellier, thirty points to twenty seven. Uh Banahan, I thought, had a good game at 15. Lovely line for that try. Really nice line. But you look at it, it was three backs carries. I think it was Harris first, or, or 12 trees first, then Harris, and then Banahan hits that out to in line. And what he does, well, he picks up the 9 and 10 for Montpellier, who blatantly don't want to tackle him because he's a unit and he's coming. Did you see Namali Nandolo hit the same line yeah. but it got disallowed? You see that? Yeah. When you're trying to stop that, you need a harpoon, mate. Why does he wear a scrum hat? don't know, maybe he's it's sponsored. Yeah, maybe. What, he, like, he likes, like Red Bull by yeah. Jack Noel? No, yeah. yeah. He likes, uh, Nandola likes a barbecue as well. We're bro- we never met, but we're like barbecue brothers online. Really? Yeah, we're always liking each other's stuff and sending messages. I, that's the thing. If I was going to go to Montpellier, um, I would have sent him a little DM on Twitter and said, look, I'm staying Sunday night. That would have been one of the real bonuses because he said about a year ago, next time you're here, give me the heads up, we'll eat. We, you know, you and will I'm, eat and I'm seeing well. his barbecues and it's whoocha. Um Evans was good at 10 for Gloucester as well. It looks oh, like he was great. You know, with Cipriani not playing, uh, you know, he, he looked really well. Takes the ball really flat as well, delays his passes. You can see the influence Cipriani is having on him because they look like they play the same way. Yeah. You know, Re- it's, yeah. it's really late, the passing. So it's right up to the line. Then he pulls it really far back, exactly like Cipriani does. Um, so you can see the influence he's having there. Uh, I thought Thorley would carry strongly for Gloucester as well on the wing. Yeah, he's a horse. But I, I really like Lloyd Evans. Thought he looked. You, I always, you you probably watch a fly half and think playing 
playing near playing outside him would be good for these reasons. Mm. I always look at them the other way because I was I wasn't a great attacking player by any stretch, but I always look at it and think defending that guy would be hard for these reasons. Yeah. And I think he would on that on that form, he's a nightmare to defend. I thought Lewis Rees Samit as well on the wing. Young fella did did really, really nicely. And in the second row, Alex Craig, that's a that's hard work that to go away to Montpellier for one of your, you know, I think it was his first start. Yeah. Or his debut, or he's very close to it. He's a very inexperienced player anyway. But I know Johan Ackerman wasn't handy after the wasn't happy after the game. He thought uh Levan Chilichava, the Georgian tight head, was cheating and boring in and all that kind of stuff and said it wasn't spotted by the ref. And there yeah. are people that will say, Well, the players have got to deal with that. But the the truth is if you've got someone who is a top of the range scrummager who is being allowed to cheat, there is very little you can do about it. You need the ref to sort it out. And I I watched the game, but I watched it as well as doing other things. So I've Kiss only chase. seen the proper highlights. Yeah, so I need to watch it properly. Um, but just for my own, not that anyone else gives a toss what I think, but I, for my own satisfaction. But I'm inclined, I've watched Chili Chava play a hundred times and I'm inclined to think it was a bit of an angle, but perhaps should have been dealt with better by the players on the field. But they certainly gave... The Gloucester scrum are roasting. Jacques Duplessis uh, was red carded as well Love for it. something like Varmar Mahina, but not quite as bad as Varmar Mahina, but it was still an elbow in the face. And you can sort of. Uh, elbow did connect with the face, there's no doubt about that, but he's he does look like he's making more of an attempt to try and claw his way through the mall. But on the same time, he knows exactly what he's doing. Can't do that anymore, mate. Caleb uh, Timu, I liked. Uh, who I, was I liked him? Who was red carded for gouging? Who was that? Oh, that was the uh, La Rochelle hooker. That's right. Sale. Um, That's and right. It was it was a fight. It was a fight that kicked off, and it, and it kicked off a fight. It was pushy shovey that kicked off um, because in the scrum, basically in the scrum preceding that, um, Sale tried to get a shove on, or everyone tried to get a shove on, but Curry on the blind side actually rode up what he did was rode up into the front row so basically effectively becomes a fourth front rower and when you are a loose head prop so when you're Danny Prizo playing for La Rochelle and you've got you've basically got Tom Curry steaming up alongside his tight head prop and driving into you yeah you've got two on one and it is unbelievably annoying and what you can't do anymore is whack people and you shouldn't whack people anyway but that is a reason over the years why a lot of flankers have been chinned or there's been fights in scrums because mm. referees, it's so obvious and they the, the touch judges and referees so rarely spot it. Alex Sarnison was one of the best at it. But anyway, it kicks off because of that. But then Bugari, the hook, Bugari, the hooker, just comes on and does this pretend Was it silly... Bugari or was it, or was it the sub-hooker who came no, on? No, it wasn't Orioli. It was Bugari, yeah. Okay. Um, so it was Bugari did it and what an... What an absolute... How could he do what that? What a twat. <laughs> like, it's just so stupid. Sale nearly end up scoring one of the tries of the year as well. Yeah. Um, see, I look at that and I think, Faf de Klerk is... He's, he's overrun it. He's way overrun it. Like, there's no need to as well. you just got to hold your death a little bit. It was blatantly a forward pass and only just got picked up. Um, but was that the try? That try was given first, but then referee went back because once the conversion's taken, you know, the try stands. Yes, they took it quick, and John O'Ross was arguing we've taken it. So that that law needs to change because they were allowed to kick the ball. Well, the ref said the ref said I believe the TMO was in looking at it as you took the kick. Yeah, but you know that that law needs to change. Basically, it was it was right in what was um, what was decided because it was a forward pass. But 
you know, it should be it should be checked with a TMO before any conversion is taken. Yeah, although whatever the law is, the ref either believed the law didn't apply or over overruled it, and I quite like that because yeah. to. To be able to get away with a blatant forward pass because you took the conversion too quickly for the TMO to press rewind and play again is absolute horse yeah, poo. Yeah, I know, so, but you've got to wait for the ref as well to uh, to take the conversion. He's got to give you the, the go-ahead. You yeah. can't just drop kick it over the post and say, right, sprint back to halfway. Yeah, so while the Lord does need changing, you're right, I'm very happy for refs to ignore that, um, <laughs> as he did. So I he... thought Tom Curry was outstanding again. Yeah, see his turnover off yes. the uh, La Rochelle break. Yeah, Mate, yes. what do you do against a player like that? He's like the new Richard Hill. He's like a modern-day Richard Hill. Mm. He covers ground that he shouldn't be able to cover. It's really difficult, though, to tell the difference between Tom Curry and Ben Curry. I have to look at the boots because, and the haircuts as well. Yeah. One's I'd, slightly longer. I think uh, Ben's is slightly longer. I don't bother. I just I just call them both. Just call them Curry, is it? call them both cousin. Um Chris Ashton scored his 40th try in Europe. Mm. Bloke's a freak. Always in the right place. Yeah. I think he's great. I think yep. he's absolutely great. Really good win for sale, that. Um, La Rochelle have had a horrible start to Europe. They probably would have expected better themselves. They've got a lot of big names in there. Um, I just have to mention, happen. Well, I know we're not going to speak about every game, but feel a little bit sorry for the Scarlets. You know, they're winning all the way through and they lose by a point in Toulon. And I, I know Toulon aren't the heavyweights like we're used to seeing, but it was eight or nine minutes into injury time where Toulon come back and the Scarlets are winning for nearly the majority of that game. Um, they're in a good place right now. Brad Moore um, has really come in and, and installed a lot of confidence in them because they're a team that you probably wouldn't have thought would have done great this season with all the players they're missing. But they, he has. Um, and, you know, just to lose like that is is quite heartbreaking at the end. But yeah. still, a, still one point result. You still take a lot of confidence for that at um, Toulon. And it helps having great players like Toulon have. So you've got Liam Messam, you know, playing. There's, there's play, players of that quality. There's always a chance. And play like, players like Bryce Heem, there's always a chance that you're going to produce something when you need it. And Messam crosses eight minutes into injury time. And that is brutal for Scarlets. But, um, yeah. Johnny McNichol, he's in the Welsh squad. Of course he is. Uh, so is Wills Halahula, uh, who actually injured himself at the weekend. I hope he's all right. Oh, did he? Yeah. Um, he looks the only real attacking threat, you know, with... For the Blues, such, such good feet. Uh, oh, by the way, did you see any of um, Quinn's bath? Bits of it. Well, bits if, of it. If you saw twelve minutes of it, that's twelve minutes you ain't going to get back, fella. I watched it because I wanted to see the horse, whether it was going to drink from the water or whether it was going to swim. Yeah, well, yeah, um, that's genius. It's genius, mate, and I, I love. I mean, you just, you sort of know his brain's just ticking. This is Joe Marler now in his interview. Yeah. Um, at the, it's great, isn't it? At the Quinn's training, training ground. You're just thinking, right, that is, you can you can see your brain's ticking. You can see you're not sure where you're going to go with it. It's not pre-planned. You've just, you've just gone with it and he's delivered it exceptionally well. Um, so the horse. Very good. And he, and he played very well as well, which he, he tends to do. Probably so the horse treaded water. It didn't, it didn't quite drink. It didn't quite swim. Mate, it was such a poor game. Like, but they won. But they won. Yeah, it was so boring. Yeah, it was so boring. And um, I, I basically, I've seen the highlight, the extended highlights of it now, um, online. But I listened to it on the way to Southampton on the on the radio, and I was like, I actually felt quite grateful for not having sat and watched it. The weather obviously didn't help, but it was just, nah. Yeah, it was nah. They're not always going to be like that, are they? Though. You no, know, but I think sometimes you get it. The weather, the weather has been terrible all weekend, mind. I read this morning that um, Ant Watson hurt himself. Charlie Yule's hurt himself. 
Um, they've just said that Henry Thomas, I don't think, will play again this season. No one quite no. knows what's going on with um, Joe Thock and a singer. So I, on the Joe Thock and a singer thing, I've got no idea what's up with his knee. No. But I was out in Japan, obviously, and went to a couple of England training sessions and... I remember watching him and one of the one of the guys, the cameramen on the sideline, saying, it's funny how Thokken Singer doesn't add a look in. And I said, he's not fit, mate. Watch him run. And you, yeah. you know you can tell. He's got his knees strapped up, but everyone's strapped up. Like John Davis in the last two games for Wales, you could tell he wasn't right. Yeah, but... And now he's out for six months. But he was worse than that. Really? Like, you could tell. He was coming off his left leg. He was moving at... You know, he was moving quick enough to make him look far big and fast and powerful. But you wouldn't watching him training you wouldn't have minded defending him whereas yeah. you know when he's flat out he's a nightmare he's a handful and he, you could tell straight away he is injured and he's hanging on because it's the World Cup and I remember just in passing not I've got no medical qualification or knowledge of his injury at all but you're going to give us one no but just saying as we walked off I said I bet you when he gets home he ain't playing for Bath for a while he'll hang on to the end of the World Cup in case he gets Did anyone hear you a say run it? out in the final I can say that Roger Laxon, our cameraman, heard me say okay. it. He Roger, said, you can you, can you uh, confirm this? I said, no way. I think and, and it turned out all the journos are saying exactly the same. So you could tell a mile off that he wasn't right. And it's one of those things that England will say, well, he was available for selection for us, and he's, so it's not our fault. Yeah. And then Bath is probably trying to say, well, RFU, you need to pay for his rehab. I think it was the around, last World Cup, and I said to, to Chris, um, who was producer, um, uh, and he's, I said that um, Thogner Singer he'll injure himself in four years time he'll come back to Bath <laughs> and he heard me say it so basically I said it before you uh, Finn Russell's nutmeg and grubber through <laughs> yeah. was in mate, I've not seen it was a penalty advantage right so great call from him but I love his little communication I think it was Simon Zebra outside he, he said something like he, he's told Simon Zebra what he's going to do because it's a penalty advantage and he ends up nutmegging I think one of the Munster players but I've never seen a little. I've never seen that before. No, like a little grubber like that that probably went two or three meters, then bounced straight up into his hands, and he goes under the post. Little piece of genius. Yeah, there. Juan Imoff. What pace he's got. Middle initial K. <laughs> Razin have got such a good team. Um, yeah, West have Munster mind as well. Keith Earl scored a nice try in the left hand corner. Great finish. He's. I he's love what I, yeah. I like brilliant. watching Conway play as well. Yeah, Con- he's, Conway scores loads of tries. Yeah, very powerful. Loads guy. of tries. But but that, I, so I made a really good point on, I've forgotten it was on Twitter that said that Simon Zebo will presumably know Scannell, who got nutmegged by Finn Russell. And there'll be a WhatsApp group somewhere where Scannell's getting hammered by Zebo and all the lads. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Hopefully. Yeah, it's great. But that. no, look, it was a, that was a decent game. Draw 21 all. I reckon Racing could be favourites. Yeah, I enjoyed for- that game. For this tournament, if you had to pick a winner now, I'd say my. If I had to pick a winner, I'm picking Racing '92. All right, you, you'll go with Claremont because you go with your heart. No, my heart says Claremont. My head says, um... yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, should we leave all, it there? All Blacks. <laughs> Let me think about. It. Don't spring it on me because people hold you to this stuff. I want to properly think about. It. I'll tell you next week. Okay. But yeah, maybe Racing as well. I want to be original. I don't want to say what you said, but I think you might be right. Okay. Ospreys, no? Not this time. Hey, good one today, fella. Thank you. It's quite funny on the M48 service, isn't it? Seven Bridge. I've missed it. I've missed it. It is one of the worst costas in Europe, but I quite like it. It's voted worst service station, I think, in the UK. Yeah, it was. It's not that bad. Well, it is. It's terrible. It is. Yeah, I'm trying to be nice. It's horrendous. It's awful. But because it's so awful, no one comes here, there's always loads of space for us to put our cars. But on a Saturday night, 
um, oh. at about nine ten o'clock, the far side of the car park. I tell you, it's good. It's going off, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a dog walking area, and someone's crossed out the walk bit, and it just says dogging area. Just out of interest, you know the way I come to your house, and I'm not. I'm going to tell people where it is, but um, when I the Royal Crescent in Bath, when I come yeah. off the A4, and you sort of go the back way, right? Yeah. Um, you come, ride. you come to a, a main road where you've got to take a right and a left and it sort of takes you yeah there's a car park there and whenever I leave your house late at night after doing a podcast it is heaving in there I'm yeah. just what's what's going on it's it's a it's a fate it's park and ride it's, it's a very it's a very well known um, I think it's not a park and ride actually I think it's just a car park now but it, it's very famous for being a dogging location so one night Sorry about the noise, by the way. There's a bus that's broken down next to us, and it's obviously just revving the engine. Yeah, good lad. It's quite They're annoying. Good for the environment. So we, I stopped in there one night. So it was me, uh, I think we were in Ollie Barkley's car. It was me and Ollie Barkley and a couple of other lads, I can't remember who. And we said, we were driving late at night. So right, let's get in there and have a look. Let's get in and have a look. And we basically went in, and I was like, flash your lights. And it's like, there's got to be some sort of code. I don't know what the codes are. And it was like flashy lights. And we basically put our full, he put his full beams on, or I did, I can't remember whose car we were in, full beams on at someone's car. And there were human bodies writhing around in the car. And there were a good number of cars there, headlights on, windows down, all sorts of people walking around. It yeah. was like, wow, they are not even pretending this isn't happening. They're not even pretending. Yeah, yeah. But when you well. when you come off the motorway, the M4 for Bath, there is a car park right yeah, by. It's closed now. There was a politician, I believe, allegedly caught Lembit. in the woods in there. Wasn't left open. No. There's another one, but that is a, that was a famous one. We were always told that the car park you're talking about was dogging, and the car park just off straight by Junction 46, yeah. Junction 18 and the A46 was for men only. And I once was getting driven back from a game, which was a treat, and I was desperate for we couldn't wait. Popped into the loo with the driver. We both stood there washing our hands, and a bloke walked in, and I'll never forget him. He had. Um, Denim jeans, denim shirt, denim jacket, triple denim. And he basically stood, leaned on the doorway, blocking our way out. And I think he had a rounders bat in his jeans. Anyway. The old Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> right. Anyway. So it was, I'm, I'm, I don't want to know about it. I was just it was an unofficial proposition. We turned him down because we were we wanted to get home. But tell me about that car park later, all right? Yeah, yeah, all right. yeah. See you later. Ta-ra. 
quince.com slash style. 